Welcome to the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. My name is Natalie Nidham. I'm a nutritionist, a human potential, and epigenetic coach, and I created this podcast to bring you the latest ways to take control of your health and longevity. We cover it all, from new technology to ancestral health practices, personalized interventions, and a very special interest of mine, peptides. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, folks. Today's episode is all about non-native EMFs, electromagnetic frequencies, and should you be concerned about them, where are they coming from, why might there be a problem for our physiology, our body, our performance, our longevity, and a discussion about what we can do to mitigate the effect of these non-native EMFs on our system. My guest today is Arthur Menard. He is the founder and CEO of a company called LAMS, which makes clothing that is designed to, de- to defend us from some of these EM- non-native EMFs. Arthur got interested in this field very early in the game. He has a master's degree in engineering and biology, so he's got a really solid rooting in the science, both human science and in engineering. So it's a fascinating con- conversation, and if by the end of the conversation you're feeling inspired, uh, we are both wearing our lambs hats um, caps in this interview. You'll notice I didn't put it on for the um, to record this part. I probably should have. Um, and so they make caps and beanies to protect your brain. They make um, underwear for men. They make uh, T-shirts, long sleeve shorts for women and men. Um, and their product line is constantly expanding. They actually even have the cutest little baby blankets ever. If you, there's any newborns in your life. Anyway, before you go shopping, you're going to want to listen to the interview and get educated. If you do decide you want to go shopping, then you'll want to go to getlambs.com. There's actually a custom link in the show notes. If you don't use the custom link, you can still get a really nice get discount by using discount code LONGEVITY. Remember that none of the information in this podcast is intended for anything other than information purposes only. Before you change anything in your life, before you start a new supplement or whatever the case may be, please make sure that you check with your medical provider and your doctor to make sure that this is right for you. If you enjoy this episode, please make sure to leave us a review and please also make sure to share it out with your friends, family, your networks, anybody who you think would also get benefit from the episode. If you're looking to contact me or to reach me, you can find me through my website, which is natnidham.com, or you can find me on Instagram, which is natalienidham.com, or on Facebook in the Optimizing Superhuman Performance Group. Um, Make sure when you join the group and or when you go to my website that you sign up for my newsletter. I just launched that a couple of weeks ago, and it will always be chock full of cool information, little nuggets of research that I've come across, events that are coming up that I might be participating in. I'm going to be launching a women's retreat in the spring, in March, in the Dominican Republic. I've got a peptide course coming down the pipes. I'll be speaking at different engagements in the States. So make sure that you sign up for that newsletter so that we can keep track of each other. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you guys and enjoy the episode. Hey, folks, just a little bit of housekeeping before we launch into the episode. Please remember that all of the information provided in these podcasts is for information purposes only. We are never offering treatments, cures, whatever for any kind of disease or medical condition. Anything you hear about here is going to be intriguing. 
There's some research around it, but make sure that you check with your medical provider before you go off and do any of this stuff for yourself. All right. So enjoy the episode. And also, if you're looking to connect with me for any reason, with your comments, questions, whatever it may be, you can reach me through my website, which is natnidham.com, or you can find me on Facebook in the Optimizing Superhuman Performance Group or on MeWe in the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Group. And of course, you can also follow me on Instagram, which is at Natalie Nidham. Natalie is with an H between the T and the A, the second A. So thank you so much for being here. Appreciate you guys. Enjoy the episode. Welcome, Arthur, to the podcast. It's so nice to meet you in person, and I love your hat. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Natalie. It's a pleasure to be here and uh, and to be... uh pretty well matched today. (laughs) I know. I got my lambs gear on. I'm so excited. I'm really stoked about this podcast because EMFs is something that, well, it's only getting bigger and bigger in the world as, you know, 5G rolls out. There's, I heard somebody talking about 6G one day, and I don't think we're done even dealing with 5G yet. So, um, So I'm really excited about this episode, but I think before we kind of get started on, um, on anything, I'm curious about you. Tell us about Arthur and how you came to be where you are today, doing what you're doing and geographically you've come a long way. So let's, uh, let's hear it. (laughs) Uh, that's interesting. I, I usually don't speak about the geographic aspect, but yeah, I, uh, the accents from France, um, grew up in uh in paris and uh from as long as i can remember i've always um had a mind for creating solutions so when i was a kid um i remember telling my parents that i wanted to be an inventor or an engineer instead of being a firefighter or an astronaut (laughs) or what have you um so that was kind of my uh my jam from uh, from very early on and um Fast forward a few years, when I was in my teens, I realized um, that the choices that I was making on my health today, um, and especially whilst being young and being healthy, uh, would have a compounding effect on my health in the future. Um, And this was a realization that came looking at family members or friends of family who started developing the traditional modern diseases uh, diseases that you see, like cancer, cardiovascular disease, et cetera, et cetera. I um, became passionate about um, health and um, wellness and started just reading books after books after books. Um, the passion turned into, um, well, guided my studies. I graduated with a master's degree uh, in engineering and, and biology, um, and especially on, with a special focus on um, human health. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and so that's uh, probably where the genesis of the company came from, uh, which is we in past, uh, in the recent years, we've been focusing on what we're putting inside of our bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, the, there is another factor that really matters, which is what we're exposing our bodies to. Um, so what we have on the outside and um, whether it is the products that we're using at home, um, mm-hmm. like what we're putting on our skins or uh, the environmental stressors uh, such as pollution, such as UV rays, uh, overexposure to UV uh, or such as uh, wireless radiation or EMF. Um, these have a long lasting effect on our health too. And um, 
when we got started with labs, uh, there was no solution for many of these external stressors. And that was our mission to, well, help uh, people be healthier and uh, attain their health goals. And yeah, so essentially created lambs to scratch my own itch as well, which is <laughs> I could find great food. I could find a lot of things, but I could not find something that uh, would prevent, uh, that would help with um, the, the external stressors. And uh, so created the company here in the US um, a few years ago. And uh, since then, we've been on a mission to create the best products um, as possible uh, for to help our community of uh, forward thinking, uh, health conscious uh, people. Great. Uh, I love it. So, so what, why EMFs? Just out of curiosity, like, are you, you know, I know that I, um, I talk to people all the time and people vary in their belief of how much EMFs ex- affect them, right? Like I will meet people who say, you know, I'm extremely sensitive to EMF. I can tell, which, you know, I feel bad for those people because at this point, it's not easy to get away from, you know, non-native EMF radiation, which I think we should probably explain to people what this is exactly in case someone's listening and isn't up to speed on this. Um, But, you know, other times you'll meet people and actually even me, like I've never really believed that I was particularly sensitive to EMFs until um, this fall when I spoke at a conference in, um, in Kentucky that was, in a really interesting place. It was in a play, we were, we were camping and we were in a place where there was no cell reception. So to begin with, I don't remember the last time I was in a place with no cell reception. <laughs> like, it's just not easy, right? Like last year I went camping with my husband and my son in this massive national park called Algonquin Park in Ontario. And even though you're not supposed to have cell reception, you kind of do. So we pretended we didn't have cell reception for four days, but we did, right? So theoretically, we're still exposed. And so what was really surprising to me on this this, this experience in, in October, I guess it was, is that even though I was sleeping in a tent and in the middle of a giant storm one night and really cold the next night, so you know, under any circumstances, seriously, physically uncomfortable, my sleep metrics the next day, my heart rate variability, my recovery scores were, were higher than I've ever seen them ever. And that was kind of when the light went off and I went, Oh, maybe I am affected by EMFs. I just, I'm just so used to it that I don't realize it. So, you know, if you could maybe explain a little bit about what EMFs are and because, you know, there's natural electromagnetic frequencies, on, in the earth. And we want those. That's why we want to walk around barefoot, at least some of the time, but we're talking about something quite different here. Yeah. Um, so right before I get into what EMFs are, what the category of people that you just described before are called electrosensitive um, uh, persons. And these are people who actually feel um the effects of EMFs on their bodies. Um, so headaches, brain fog, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And it's estimated today that about 4% of the population um, is suffering from electrosensitivity, whether in an acute form where, you know, like you 
have real difficulties sleep falling asleep or you have real headaches if you're in an environment with a lot of emfs um but that doesn't mean that the 96 percent remaining are not affected and uh, yeah. we've actually conducted studies on the effect of wearing lamps which effectively removes emf uh from or like significantly reduces the amount of emf reaching your body on a variety of factors including um heart rate variability and um we can get into this um, later, but so uh, before that, uh, as you said, probably important for your listeners to uh, outline what EMFs are. So EMFs stand for uh, electromagnetic frequencies, um, and these exist uh, naturally, as you said, the Earth emits uh, very low frequency EMFs, um, our bodies emit uh, very low frequency EMFs as well. Um, but in the recent years, uh, we've had the emergence of non-native EMFs, which are man-made um, electromagnetic fields. And these are at a much higher frequency, um, for the most part, than, um, than what exists. So um, the, the part of EMF that we're interested in today, you have ion ionizing radiation, which are, uh, you know, way up the spectrum. We're talking about nuclear radiation, et cetera, et cetera. These are obviously very bad for your health because they (laughs) have enough energy to knock off electrons from your DNA and create mutation, uh, which uh, turn into a a variety of health problems. Um, In the middle, you've got the uh, visible light, um, which is an electromagnetic field. Um, and uh, ultraviolet are part of it and can be dangerous for our health as well. Mm-hmm. And then right underneath, you have radio frequencies and microwaves. Um, so microwaves would be effectively the same as in your microwave, um, but also emitted by your cell phone, emitted by your Wi-Fi, emitted by your Bluetooth devices, effectively anything that is communicating with uh, the, well, uh, wirelessly. So yeah. uh, your car um, emits EMF because it's connecting with your phone and or the internet. Uh, any smart appliances that you have, that's how they communicate with the internet. Your cell phone, because that's how they communicate with cell phone towers and get cell phone coverage as well as uh, the internet. Um, your smartwatch, that's how they communicate with your, um, with your smartphone. Uh, your computer, as well as your uh, Wi-Fi router, um, to name a few. So yeah. It's amazing um, to sorry. It's amazing to me how Wi-Fi routers are now made so that you virtually can't turn them off. <laughs> that is true. Have you noticed that? Like, I I wanted to put a timer in mine uh, to shut off at night and realized that I couldn't. I had to buy a physical plug that um, you know a programmer uh, so that I could. Uh, mine has a battery backup. <laughs> Just you literally, they've built this thing. (laughs) You would think that it's running like I don't know, like a an iron lung for someone who can't breathe or something. Like there's so many backup systems in this thing so that it never shuts off. Like I think the only way for me to turn it off is to go online and turn it off from like the hub, and then I have to, but then I need another computer that I can hardwire into the system so that then I can go back on and it's 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 really interesting how committed <laughs> telecom companies are to keeping us um, <laughs> Wi-Fi connected. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no problem. Um, well, so yeah, so these are the EMFs that we're going to be talking about today. Um, and they're really the ones that are 
uh, well, that have a growing that we have a growing exposure to. So, um, mm -hmm. uh, if you look at 20 years ago, our cell phones were bricks uh, that you would carry. 20, 30 years ago, cell phones were bricks that you were carrying in your backpack, using once a week. Um, and now, fast forward, uh, then you had wireless computers, and now, uh, and then smartphones and uh, wearables and smart appliances. 5G that is being developed, etc. So the amount of wireless radiation or EMFs that we're being exposed to today mm -hmm. is is immensely higher than what it was 20 years ago. So the estimation that was done by a professor, Professor Johnson, in the um, Sweden Institute of Cancer, if I remember correctly, is that we're exposed to a quintillion more radiation today than 15 than 20 years ago. And actually, quintillion. Quintillion. So that's a one in 15 zero behind. Wow. Um, which essentially we can't fend them. And um, that's why EMF today are considered to be an external stressor um, because the amount that we're exposed to is uh, completely different than what our bodies have been used to in nature. Um, and it's not just a little bit more exposure, it's a lot more yeah. constant exposure. And I'm yeah. happy to get into the details of what's happening in our bodies when exposed yeah. to radiation. Yeah, no, I would love to do that. And also, I think what compounding it on top of that is the removal of what we talked about earlier, which is exposure to the natural EMF of the earth, which, yeah. you know, like we've become so disconnected from our environment in so many ways. Like people might notice they go on holidays. Um, and even though there's going to be MFs where you're on holidays, if you're in a place where you go on a beach holiday and you're walking barefoot on the beach every day, you will feel different. You will sleep differently just from that reestablishment of that connection in a way that, you know, especially people living in cities, which is a lot of us now. <laughs> yeah, you can't find a lot of nature or real nature in cities nowadays. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you got to work at it, right? So, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, let's talk about the effect of EMFs on our body because I know, uh, I mean, it, it affects calcium channels, it affects DNA, um, it affects so many different things. And ultimately, it's, I think, for a lot of the electrosensitive people, that's what you call them, right? Electrosensitive. Um, it's a nervous system issue. It's, it keeps them in a sympathetic state all the time. Like a lot of these people will say to me that they feel like they're always amped up. They never really are able to shut down, which is ultimately what affects the HRV, the sleep, the recovery and everything else. But on a more tangible level, like let's talk a little bit about those more um, tangible effects. So on that yeah. you were talking to earlier. And it's interesting because you, you've essentially covered most of what we're going to be talking about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but in a simplistic way. <laughs> um, and feel free to cut me off if anything that I'm talking about is too technical or uh, that I'm going too deep or anything, uh, on anything. Um, but um, so let's back up a little bit and look at what electromagnetic radiation is or frequencies are. So they're essentially a field which is made out of, I mean, they're made out of two fields. Fields, like an electric field and a magnetic field. And this is very important because some of our cells um, respond to uh, electric currents. And that's how some of the signals, especially on our nerves, um, are being processed by the body. Mm -hmm. um, in particular, we have on some of our cells what is called calcium, um, 
voltage-gated calcium channels. Right. Uh, calcium is an essential element in our body, not just because it's an essential component of our bones, but also because it's a uh, it's used as a transmitter of information. Um, so usually, I mean, not usually, like the 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 amount of calcium uh, that is there's a lot more calcium outside of our cells than inside of our cells. And um, the way um, some of the message transmission uh, is happening in our bodies is by uh, opening um, little channels in our cell membranes uh, that will uh, create an influx of calcium ions inside our cells. These influx of calcium ions is, is in very specific cases. And what happens with EMF is that the electric field of um, these radiation impact those voltage gated channels and open them up, uh, which creates an influx of ions in our cells and especially in our mitochondria, which is the energy, um, the energy factory, if you will, of, um, of the body. This is where ATP, the essential molecule that is considered to be energy is being created. And this calcium, this influx of calcium, which is not natural in a specific case, it's triggered by, by EMF, uh, create a cascade of, of reactions. And the end result of this cascade of reaction is peroxynitrate, um, which, uh, is, which, ha- which is a molecule that can travel from cell to cell um, and that breaks down into uh, a couple of components. One of them um, is um, that is free radicals. Um, right. So, just to simplify, essentially, uh, exposure to wireless radiation opens up uh, calcium-gated channels, uh, creates an influx of calcium. Uh, this triggers a variety, a, a cascade of reaction that the end results uh, that results in the end in uh, free radicals. Right. From a molecule that is small enough to travel to the to our cell nucleus and yeah. to different cells around. Now, free radicals are a real issue in our bodies today. Um, they're also known as uh, ROS, reactive oxygen species, and they're um, they're being created uh, during um, inflammation processes. That's usually how the body fights inflammation. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, they're so they're molecules uh, containing uh, an oxygen atom that, that are missing an electron, and missing this state of missing an electron is an unstable state. And in order to become stable again, uh, these reactive oxygen species are trying to steal electrons from nearby molecules. The moment they steal an electron from a nearby molecule, this nearby molecule is now missing an electron as well. And we'll try to do the same thing. This process right. is called oxidation. Yeah. Uh, and you have a great example of it if you cut an apple into, leave it on your counter, and the apple turning brown, um, this this brown part is what oxidation does to, to the apple. Kind of like rust. Uh, and similar to rust, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So we're exactly. kind of, it's a little bit of a rusting process, which is not doesn't i don't think it's any better for us than it sounds particularly (laughs) exactly and because this is not great for the body except if it's to treat uh, inflammation um what will happen is the body is has natural defenses against this against this oxidation and especially against free radicals which are called antioxidants so antioxidants are molecule that can give out an electron to those free radicals in order to stabilize them 
without themselves be becoming um, becoming unstable, mm -hmm. and um, that's how the body is able to counteract oxidation when it happens naturally in the body. Now, the problem with modern living today is that we're exposed to a lot of environmental and internal stressors um, that are increasing the amount of free radicals we have in our body to a point where um, a lot of the time our antioxidants that we're producing naturally are not enough in order to counteract the free yeah. radicals. So, yeah. wireless radiation increases free radicals radicals but so does unhealthy eating um so does sleeping poorly or not exercising and um and even stress like just pure stress Absolutely. from work and and all of what we're exposed to today and so we're very often um in our daily lives today as modern humans um suffering from what's called oxidative stress which is when we have too much uh free radical too many free radicals compared to the amount of antioxidants that can fight them off. Um, and so this process and, and this oxidative stress is essentially the same process as rust, the same process as what we've discussed on, uh, on, on the apple, and it's damaging our lipids, our proteins, and our DNA in our cells. Um, and ultimately uh, can cascade into a lot, of, uh, is the root cause of a lot of mo today's modern diseases, such as cancer, such as cardiovascular disease, um, such as um, diabetes, diabetes uh, as well. I mean, there, there are very, it's, it's essentially linked with a ton of, of problems yeah. that we have, as well as brain fog, lack of energy, um, migraines, uh, et, cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. So a lot of times people hear about wireless radiation doing X, Y, and Z and kind of sound it's like it's responsible for, you know, everything and everything. Um, but the reality is it's essentially responsible for increasing the amount of free radicals, increasing the risk of being in oxidative stress, uh, which is the root cause of a lot of diseases, depending on what you're sensitive to and depending on, on, on where your body is at. So that's why some people will be more sensitive than others. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why some people will develop cancer versus cardiovascular disease versus nothing. Yeah. Um, and, um, and yeah, so this is essentially the cellular that that's what's happening to our cells when exposed to wireless radiation. And, um, this, the types of cells that have those voltage gated calcium channels, um, are, uh, usually in our heart, our genitals, our brain, um, especially the blood brain barrier, which is used to filter, um, um, the blood and, and, and potential toxins from reaching our brain, mm -hmm. um, and, um, our gut as well, um, especially our gut barrier. So this is why these um, organs are especially affected by, um, by wireless radiation. And then you discussed about um, the state of, of being in a sympathetic uh, nervous response, and, which is called a, a state of fight and flight, mm -hmm. um, which um, is a, a, a way to observe how wireless radiation impacts the body as well today, because we've discussed about oxidative stress being... Uh, the root cause of a lot of long-term disease, but the reality is your, your body is not just impacted like in 30 years compounded, uh, but also today. So um, for this, we need to talk a little bit about the autonomous nervous response, which is um, the um, body's 
our body is essentially uh, has uh, all the unconscious functions. Um, so all those functions that we don't have control over, um, right. such as um, digestion, pupil dilatation, uh, salivation, et cetera, et cetera, uh, including our immune system. Um, and they're comprised of two main branches, the sympathetic nervous response and the parasympathetic nervous response. This, and to simplify, um, a lot of people call the sympathetic nervous response the fight or flight response, whereas the rest and digest is the parasympathetic nervous response. So fight and flight is great when you're being chased by a lion or where when you're hunting mm-hmm. um so it is the state that you'll be in when you're exercising or if you're doing something highly stressful and then rest and digest is the state where your body should be in in the majority of time where it's resting it's recovering uh and it's doing all of its natural processes such as digestion for instance so the body is a very well created machine where if you're being chased by a lion uh, it's essentially like, okay, digestion is maybe not so important right now. No. Let's focus on running as fast as possible and diverting all functions, all uh, functions that are not essential in this very moment uh, so that we have, uh, you know, more, so that we're really focused on, 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 on the flight. Um, where, and with uh, the exposure to wireless radiation, what happens is this is taken from, as an external stressor uh, by the body, just like if you're sick uh, or um, if you've just cut yourself or that kind of processes and your body is reacting to this external aggression or reacting to the oxidative stress uh, that is happening uh, inside of your body and um, has a tendency and this favors the sympathetic nervous response, um, Mm -hmm. which means that your body will be less able to be in a recovery state for anything else that you're doing. Exactly. Um, So that's how it impacts us today with poorer sleep, Mm -hmm. um, for instance, um, with potential brain fog as well, um, with um, sometimes a lack of energy long-term because you have your recovery processes that are impacted and also with your immune system um, that is not as... Uh, effective or that is potentially impacted by this exposure to wireless radiation and will not be as as efficient than if the body is is fully recovered and fully rested um, as it should be. Yeah, I think that what's important to mention here for the immune system, which I was going to point out, is that when you're in when you're in a sympathetic response, when you're fleeing from the lion, it turns out that your immune system at that point is not deemed to be particularly It's not at the top of the list for survival. (laughs) It will be, but it's not right now. And if you stay in that kind of heightened state of um, vigilance, if you will, then, you know, it's kind of like the immune system gets downgraded in the list of priorities. And so I think these days we know that one of the things that we really want to keep online is a healthy immune system. So um, I think a, a good analogy for this is to look at your body as a village or uh, something of the sort. It's essential for a village that would be living autonomously to be tending to its fields if you want to be eating uh, down the road. But um, and if there is a fire in the village, usually mm-hmm. firefighters can take care of it. But now if there are three, four, five, six, seven, eight different fires in the village, what's going to happen is the firefighters are not going to be enough. And so 
Um, yeah. The whole village is going to be in panic and tending to your fields now doesn't seem so important. So you're going to be trying by all means to be um, fighting those fires. And this fire alert is essentially what's happening with wireless radiation when it's hitting your body. Um, this is deoxidative stress and the antioxidants would be the firefighters. But um, at some stage, your body is just trying to um, prioritize every function that it is like fighting right now the effect of wireless radiation even though some i mean um and yeah there are a bunch of factors that come into play like sure. um the we talked about damaging dna that's what for, uh, oxidative stress can do um mm -hmm. we have then re repair mechanisms in the body in order to repair um dna that happen um, but these consume a lot of ATP, a lot of energy um, that is then cannot be used for the natural uh, functioning of, of our cells. Um, so just like uh, in a village, if you had a bunch of fires and you diverted your resources, you have towards um, fighting them off. Um, you have a lot less resources down the road for your normal, normal functioning. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a great analogy. I like the village on fire analogy. That's actually a great way to put it. Um, and of course, you know, as we talk about, this is about capacity, right? Your body, as you said, as you pointed out, which I think is really important to point out, like your body does have the ability to deal and to manage and to mitigate a lot of inflammation and a lot of, a lot of these issues. It's just that when it's constant and coming from all these different places, you can overwhelm your own resources. And I think that, you know, definitely taking antioxidants, eating them, frankly, even eating a good diet, you're going to get a fair amount of antioxidants from your food if you're eating a high quality diet. Um, there are certain supplements that can be really helpful. I really like molecular hydrogen personally because it's a selective antioxidant. So we need, we need some of that. We need some of the ROS around, but we don't need too much. So I think that pounding a lot of antioxidants exogenously can actually get us into a whole bunch of other trouble that is not necessarily advisable. But, um, but definitely where we, where we land, and I think that this is what's really interesting is, and this is why we're talking, is how do we mitigate it? How do we manage or what can we do to decrease this load so that it's, it's an, it, you know, we're not going to get rid of it completely. And that doesn't mean that, you know, people sh should necessarily head for the nearest mountain, which, I mean, it's a strategy, but, you know. <laughs> that's, that's a more sustainable one. Uh, yeah, you know, it's not, and it's not for everybody. It's not, it's not everybody's cup of tea. But so what can we do without, you know, sitting in a corner, rocking ourselves to sleep every night going, oh my God, I'm going to die. Um, and that's what really this is all about, right? So I mean, you know, I find it interesting that you clued in so young that, you know, things were were not going were not going well for your friends and family and that maybe you wanted to have a different path for yourself. Usually the age you came to this realization is the age of I am invincible. Nothing could ever possibly go wrong. You know? <laughs> I had this, but with regards to sports, um, I'm I sorry. I had this, but with regards to sports, I was definitely an idiot. Um, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad to hear that. But anyway, so so this is all about, you know, how do we reduce the load? And so what got you thinking? But I mean, again, like why EMF? Like what what was it that you that got you thinking? And I think you guys started with underwear, right? Yeah. That was your first product, which actually is interesting because there's some really interesting research around, you know, I mean, I fought with my son 
for years about his phone in his pocket to the point I harangued him to the point where finally he just would put it on airplane mode before he put it in his pocket, which is, you know, it's not perfect, but it's something. Um, so, uh, it's not a necessarily a great one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, J just before that, I, I do want to emphasize on one thing because I, I, uh, I think it's important to, to outline this and, and you've done it pretty well, but uh it's the constant load that is the issue and yeah. it's a combination of this uh on top of a lot of i mean uh, it's so essentially making a cell phone with a, a, a call with your cell phone um without putting a headset one day is not going to kill you it's the problem that we have cell phones around us all the time that we have wi-fi that we have cell towers and and all of this um and so does uh, to to the analogy would be uh, fast food, um, but a poor diet will uh, increase the amount of uh, oxidative stress in your body or free radicals. It's essentially the same uh, damaging mechanism. And uh, for, but it's not because you went to a fast food one day, then all of a mm -hmm. sudden you're going to be dying from uh, cardiovascular disease the next day. Uh, however, if you were to eat fast food all day, uh, every day, uh, that now that's when you have a problem or like three times a week or whatever it is. Um, and it's the same with virus radiation. And it's also the combination between poiding, virus radiation. The more of these you're doing, the more oxidative stress you're going to be generating for your body and the more load you're going to put it under. So um, if you're watching your diet um, and if you're uh, reducing the amount of um, oxidative stress, uh, amount of um, external stresses such as virus radiation or UV not going out unprotected in the middle of the day, that kind of stuff, um, then you're setting yourself up for success a lot more than if you're not caring about any of these. Mm -hmm. um, so why wireless radiation? Uh, it's a great question. I, so I'd heard, I, I mean, throughout my research, um, I obviously came across wireless radiation several times. And um, one day um, at dinner with friends and we all put our cell phones on the table and realized that we all had our cell phones in our pockets and um, started discussing with my friends and all of us had heard about the fact that, yeah, wireless radiations uh, can, can be dangerous for our health and uh, that we shouldn't be keeping our cell phones in our pockets. And yet we all had it in our pockets all day, every day. <laughs> um, and this kind of, just like with the sun example where it's like, okay, don't go out in the sun at 12 p.m. Yeah, that's great. But also like I... I also want to be living out in the sun and not, you know, like uh, staying with my curtain closed all day. And um, that came to the realization that the external stressors that we're exposed to, uh, unfortunately, um, are the product of our modern lifestyle and um, that we're all this technology or all the, the lifestyle that we have today is kind of a double-edged sword. Um, and that unless we're going to uh, live on a mountain, we don't really have a solution for it today. So that same evening, came back home and started doing a lot more research about the impact of wireless radiation specifically. And the haha moment was uh, when I landed on the World Health Organization website and realized that wireless radiations were categorized as a class 2B human carcinogen, yeah. which is the same class as car exhausts fumes mm -hmm. um 
And I remember being in my bedroom at this stage and thinking, well, if there was a car running right now in this room, I would not be staying in it for a long time. Um, but there is the equivalent in the form of Wi-Fi, in the form of cell, um, cell phones, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so what could I do to, um, to well, create a solution for this? And yeah. uh, that's, that's where I became interested in, uh, all right, well, um, how can we mitigate as many of these external stressors that we're facing today without changing our lifestyle, without, you know, wearing... Uh, wrapping ourselves in tinfoil or <laughs> or wearing a tinfoil <laughs> hat as wearing a tinfoil hat, <laughs> like how can yeah. we integrate uh, a modern solution to a modern lifestyle in order to you know um, keep on having all the benefits from uh, technology and, and all of this um, and uh, yeah kind of try to find the solution that would be the seatbelt for a car where having cars is amazing and we're just trying to mitigate the risk of running into a wall and dying. From nice. It. Nice. Um, and actually, why don't you talk a little bit because there's something very, we were kind of beating around the bush here, but there's a very direct reason why having your phone in your pocket, particularly as a man, but I think even as a woman, but certainly as a man, having your phone in your front pocket is particularly bad. I think there's a fair amount of research of the effect of these EMFs on sperm motility and viability, yes? Yeah, so there's been a lot of research on the impact of wireless radiation on um, on fertility, and it stems down from oxidative stress again. Um, mm -hmm. And what, uh, so the Cleveland Clinic in particular did what is probably the most famous paper on the subject where um, they found that men keeping their cell phones in their pockets uh, had about 50% less sperm count than for, sorry, men keeping their cell phones in their pockets for more than four hours per day, which okay. would be the majority of us out there, um, had about a 50% uh, decrease in sperm count compared to uh, people who would not keep that, keep it wow. in their pockets. And That's on top big. of it, the sperm quality itself mm -hmm. was impacted as well. Um, and by sperm quality, we mean the motility, um, the lifespan, as well as the correct morphology and mm -hmm. correct DNA. Um, all of these factors were anywhere between 30 to 50% less um, than a healthy sperm from people, I mean, than the sperm from people not putting their cell phones in their pockets. And this is in association with the fact that uh, men's fertility has been on the decline uh, in recent years, and we've been losing about 2% fertility every year for yeah. the past 15 years. Um, obviously, wireless radiation is not the only reason. Um, and again, external uh, or internal stressors are uh, part of it too. So pollution uh, plays a role into this. Uh, pesticides yeah. uh, play a role into this as well. Um, because all of these actually... Um, um, uh, create the same type of mechanism in our body and increase uh, oxidative stress. Um, mm -hmm. So, but the problem with cell phones in your pocket is that they are directly next to your genitals, and the amount of EMF that your genitals would be exposed to uh, is is exponentially higher compared to if you don't have it in your pocket or if you're blocking wireless radiation, um, because the amount of radiation that you're getting uh, is an exponential curve and not a linear one. So if you're uh, twice as far 
if you're if you're twice as close, uh, 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 <laughs> twice as much closer, <laughs> yeah, 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 the source, uh, you're actually uh, four times more exposed to wireless radiation than right. if you're uh, if your father. So, um, with your cell phone literally less than an inch away from from your genitals, that's where there is an issue. And with uh, regards to female fertility as well, studies have been done that uh, that show that the uh, the oocytes are impacted as well, mm-hmm. and this is to me a lot scarier than uh, men's fertility because men mm-hmm. keep on producing sperm um, uh, throughout their lives, uh, even though sperm quality uh, tends to decline with age. Uh, past thirty years old, um, we still are able to recreate sperm, whereas uh, women have their oocytes created at birth, and um, if you damage them, there is no. Um, Re- re- mechanism to repair them so um yeah. that can have a lot longer lasting effect on female fertility than on men's fertility well and on on children's health outcomes right on on yeah. having healthy children and also and actually i think you mentioned this earlier having your phone next to your head which i think is something that I, at this point, I don't remember the last time I held my phone to my head. <laughs> it just, you know, just the, just from the reading and learning from people about how much radiation you are exposing yourself by putting that phone up against your head. And, and I think what's a bit, what's a bit unfortunate is what's happened now is with these wireless earbuds that people are wearing that they somehow think is better than their phone. And is actually, I remember it was, um, I think it was Dr. Pompa who did a video with his son where he, he had an electromagnetic, a meter, um, and and they, an EMF meter, and they measured the EMFs of these wireless earbuds. And you could literally hear the kid's brain frying. (laughs) Like it was, it was, it was intense. And, um, and, you know, when I try to talk to people about ear tube earbuds, which are these earbuds where you have the earbud, you have an air tube, and then you have the wire below it. And I'm telling them, you know, I'm taking the, the radiation away from my head and they look at me like I'm wearing a tinfoil hat. Like they look at me like I'm completely crazy. And I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. <laughs> well, the, the challenge, the challenge with, with regards to the education uh, level today is that we're facing um, just like any industry that is a big industry, like tobacco back in the days, uh, like um, sugar, the uh, sugar industry, sugar industry, uh, PFAs uh, more recently, is that you have industries that have a lot of means that are um, oftentimes paying for studies that are that have a lot of lobby power uh, with the media or, or with um our political institutions as well Hmm. and so uh, there's a lot of misinformation out there as to what's happening exactly and um and and yeah and the uh unfortunate effect of this is that a lot of people don't understand what the mechanism of harm is and that's why i'm always happy to jump on a podcast like this and explain the underlying mechanisms which is not like any voodoo magic or no. uh, thing. it's actually very well rooted in science and these mechanisms of harm have been studied for um, uh, many years now and we have over 30,000 studies uh, that have shown the effect of EMFs on the body um, but it's definitely changing and there are a lot of laws that are evolving 
just looking at 5G, which is going to happen, and, and 5G generally is is going to be a great thing for society, in meaning that it's going to uh, enable a lot of innovations, uh, including self-driving cars, um, and um, it's essentially going to. I don't find self-driving cars that exciting, personally. I like driving my car. <laughs> just putting it oh, out there. I'm sorry to interrupt, but. <laughs> It's one of them, but generally speaking, I mean, yeah, uh, that that it, it's it's a it's it's an overall good evolution uh, of society. It's just one that is exposing us to a lot more of these, um, but it doesn't mean because it, it just means that we need to be aware of solutions that exist and trying to be developing um, these solutions instead of of um, the problem with these tinfoil hat uh, analogies <laughs> that people are thinking well you're someone who is against technology or against no. living. And it's actually not true. No, um, not at all. I want yeah, it both. Like I want technology, exactly. but I just want technology that's not exactly going to kill me. Hey folks, we interrupt this episode very briefly to tell you something really exciting. Uh, first of all, it's to thank our sponsor for this episode, which is Bioptimizers. And um, really specific about a product, about Bioptimizers. And I just wanted to share a story with you um, and this is a question I get from listeners all the time. They want to know, people often want to know if it's possible to avoid digestive problems just by eating clean, healthy, organic food. And I wish that the answer was that simple, but unfortunately, more often than not, it's not that simple. You see, your natural ability to digest food declines with age. It also declines when you're chronically stressed. It declines when you're, um, when you're dehydrated. And that's because your body, first of all, with time produces fewer enzymes, which are ultimately the proteins that are responsible for digesting your food. And if you can't, if you're not making enough enzymes, you actually can't digest your food properly. And even organic foods ultimately won't provide enough enzymes in order to digest them properly. And frankly, whether it's organic or not, doesn't even have that much to do with it. And this is especially true if you cook your food because cooking kills enzymes. And we all know that there's also problems with raw diets. So what's the answer here? So the fact is that you may have digestion problems even after a healthy meal. And this can show up in a million ways. It can show up like bloating or a headache, or you feel heavy, or you just, you know, you might feel gassy or you might have reflux. The fact is your body just can't seem to produce enough enzymes to get that job done. And this is where supplementing with a really high quality enzyme supplement can be a massive help. I personally recommend and use mass signs by bioptimizers. It is ultimately a best in class supplement, which is loaded with full spectrum enzymes for digesting protein, starches, sugars, fibers, and fats. Taking mass signs every day helps to top off your enzyme levels and replace the enzymes in your body that it's no longer making for you, which means you'll be able to eat all sorts of delicious foods and digest them quickly and effortlessly. Once you start taking these you may regularly, you may notice that you no longer feel bloated after meals, that your belly feels flatter. And if you happen to have leaky gut, mass signs could actually reduce the gut irritation and help you absorb more nutrients. We'd say in nutrition that you cannot assimilate what you do not absorb and you cannot absorb what you don't break down. So that's where we start with the proteins. We break it down so that we can absorb it so that we can assimilate it. Um, so, I've heard time and time again, and again, from personal experience that these enzymes make a massive difference for people. 
And you know, the truth is that life is just too short to suffer from digestive problems. So if you want freedom from your food, especially during the holiday season, where we do have a tendency to overindulge, um, try Masszymes risk-free and experience for yourself the magic of high quality enzymes. So for an exclusive offer for my listeners, all you have to do is go to masszymes.com forward slash Bionat and use code Bionat10 for 10% off your order. And again, that link is masszymes.com forward slash Bionat and use code Bionat10. I'm telling you guys, you will not be sorry. Your life will be changed. I know that mine was. I use these every single day at every meal. Thanks for being here and enjoy the rest of the episode. Is it possible, like, because one of the discussions that I've I've heard of quite often is even about 5G, that they could have picked, it, it would have been possible to pick a different frequency that might've been a little less impactful or less harmful to human cells than the one that was, because this is about bandwidth, right? This is about where does this frequency lie relative to, to our organisms, if, as it were. And, and yet the dialogue never really, I mean, you know, the, sh- the, the ship was so far gone from the station at this point, like it was so gone that the, the dialogue could never really happen. But, you know, given your engineering background, like, what do you think about that? Like, why, is it possible that they we could be picking different frequencies as a as a society that would be less harmful? Um, to be one hundred percent honest, I never really looked into this. Um, okay. So i I would be shooting in the dark if I were giving an answer there. Um, but uh, what I would say is that generally higher frequencies, which is what's happening with five um, G, tend to uh, lead to faster speed. Um, so it's the what's happening with 5G is that we're moving to higher frequencies, which have um, a shorter, um, which can travel um, far less uh, than the previous frequencies that we have. So um, because of this, we're going to have 5G towers um, everywhere, every, every corner, uh, every on every block. Uh, in order to cover the grid and uh, but that's going to yield um, a lot faster speed mm-hmm. um, so it's kind of the the trade-off is we're going to be exposed to um, a lot more of these emfs uh, but again um, it's to take the analogy of cars it's just like when we started developing faster cars um, you know um, at the beginning if the car was going 10 miles per hour not super dangerous and then as you're going into the uh, 40, 50, 60 miles per hour. Now you're starting to see the effect of like, oh, we can actually die from this. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and, and so is exposure to wireless radiation. So is exposure to pollutants. And that's why organic food has, uh, has had such a, such a, a, an increase in, in uh, popularity in recent years um, is because with everything that, uh, I mean, Pesticides were great in order to keep your plants uh, growing, <laughs> growing uh, and um, but there, there is a flip side. And so with everything, we're trying to find the limit of where can we go and then what can we develop to like, do we need to back off a little bit? Because now that's uh, we as a society is, is conscious enough of the problems that we want to fix it. That's what's happening with that's what happened with tobacco. That's what happened with um, that's what is starting to happen with climate change, um, et cetera, et cetera. Or, do we uh, try to find another solution for ourselves? Um, yeah. And 
So with regards to sugar, that's why paleo, keto, all these diets and, and um, brands have emerged around this to help people who care um, mm-hmm. about the impact of these on, on, on their bodies. Um, so you always have the balance between solutions created by companies and and uh and then the political side of things which is usually a lot slower to react yeah no kidding and yeah and harder to impact okay so let's let's move into you know what we can do you've you've come at it now from a very a very personal perspective so you started with the phone in the pocket problem and (laughs) came up with a really very direct solution right your first product was it was men's underwear, yes? Yeah, <laughs> very much so. So uh, I've always been on a mission for myself, uh, which is now the mission of our company, to find solutions with regards to my health or find routines or what have you um, that are kind of like easy fixes to take care of at least 80% of the problem uh, that are that have as little impact of my on my daily life with regards to inconvenience as possible. Hopefully, a lot of impact when it comes to the benefits uh, that it yields. But um, you know, I don't want to be taking uh, two hundred pills a day to supplement <laughs> on everything. So I'm a customer of Athletic Greens, for instance, which I find amazing because it's one scoop a day, and uh, they're working on what um, what really matters uh, in, in this scoop or any type of, um, I've always been a big fan of uh, high intensity interval training because I can train for 30 yeah. minutes and, set, and I get the benefits of training for, for two or three hours. Um, so always try to look for these solutions that are either set it and forget it or um, that enable me to have my cake and eat it as much as possible. Um, and nice. so uh, Lens was very much this. It's like, okay, I'm obviously not going to stop carrying my phone in my pocket because, well, we check our cell phones on average 150 times a day, which <laughs> might be an issue in itself, but uh, yeah. not really our fight here. <laughs> and, um, and, and for the most part, like living with technology is going to be impossible because technology is amazing. And mm. frankly, I can't get around without Google Maps. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so started looking at a solution that would enable me to keep using all the t- this technology to keep on having Wi-Fi and not to be worried about the effect that it would have on my health. And um, so researched what is there out there that is blocking wireless radiation found out that nasa spacesuits actually have an inbuilt um radiation proof technology because you're exposed to a ton of emfs when you're going into space yeah um and uh which is the equivalent of i think a six month journey is equivalent of 1600 uh chest x-rays uh wow yeah even going even flying on a plane actually exposed not not as much as Astronauts actually, but flying on yep. a plane definitely exposes you to a chunk of radiation. A lot of our customers won't fly without their lambs and myself included, which will give you a pat down at the airport, uh, <laughs> full disclosure, because uh, the x-ray machine is uh, working on EMF. So be aware of this, but at least it will, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you'll remove the EMF factor of this machine in exchange mm-hmm. for or bad down, but um, <laughs> so yeah, um, we studied that technology and we essentially uh, used it to inspire ourselves in order to adapt it into fabric. And so we created 
a fabric that um, blocks about 99% of wireless radiation, um, effectively dividing by roughly a thousand the amount of wireless radiation that is reaching your body. And we're using a principle that is um, that is called electromagnetic shielding. Yeah. Um, and in a nutshell, uh, it works this way. If you have a fence, um, it's the equivalent of having a fence. Um, I'll use the physical terms and then I'll give the analogy. Um, so wireless radiation cannot penetrate a mesh of conductive fibers if the size of the holes of this mesh is smaller than the wavelength of the radiation. So now that we've established this, since probably most people don't understand what I'm talking about, <laughs> let's give an example, a real life example as an analogy. Uh, there is a fence behind me for those that can see the, the video. And uh, there is no chance I'm going through this fence because the size of the holes of this fence are smaller than my head. Right. Um, now, in order to make electromagnetic shielding effective, uh, you need, just like this fence, to have enough coverage of whatever you're trying to protect um, for this um, to, be, uh, to be effective. So with this fence, if it's a, a couple of miles up and down, it's probably way more effective than if it's like two yards and that's it. And so... Similarly, um, you need to cover uh, almost at 360 degrees around uh, whichever part of the body that you're trying to shield when it comes to clothing. And so we've taken this fabric and we're integrating it then into our T-shirts, into our underwear, uh, into our hats, and it's all around um, uh, whichever piece of garment we're talking about, which mm -hmm. gives enough coverage of the essential organs to um, remove um, the majority of wireless radiation that would penetrate uh, otherwise. And a lot of the uh, challenge then once we had our first prototypes was to take this fabric and actually make it into something comfortable uh, <laughs> yeah. because the first generations were definitely not comfortable. And um, so we're using silver fibers um, that uh, we iterated the ton on in order to make them very soft and very stretchy. Um, silver has the advantage of being hypoallergenic and uh, antibacterial um, yeah. and antiviral, which also kills otters. Um, so you'll smell more fresh at the end of the day. Uh, that's <laughs> a positive side effect as well. And, um, and lastly, on the last iterations of our fabric, uh, we also wanted to combat as many external stresses as we could. And so we uh, made our weaving in a way that uh, we are also UPF 50, uh, which means that we're blocking more than we're UPF 50 plus, which means that we're blocking more than 98% of uh, UV rays uh, from reaching your body. Whereas a traditional t-shirt to give an idea is UPF five. Wow. Um, so that's um, that's um, uh, the equivalent of uh, twenty percent of UV rays are reaching your body versus less than two percent for us. Um, Amazing. And uh, and yeah, so that was the solution that we developed. And um, and with this, the benefit of wearing lamps are the same as um, what you would have with antioxidants when reducing oxidative stress and helping your body uh, reach in this parasympathetic nervous response or this state of rest and digest um, while not having to change anything in, in our lives. And that was very important for me, uh, mm -hmm. meaning that we're created, um, we're focused on making them look as good as possible, uh, on making them super comfortable. And then you just need to wake up in the morning, put on your underwear, put on your t-shirt, put on your hat, like those uh, actions that you're doing every day. But now you're actually... Um, uh, 
reaping the benefits of reducing significantly the amount of EMS that you're exposed to, as well as uh, reducing um, oxidative stress from uh, UV rays and having something that is antimicrobial and uh, and uh, auto free. <laughs> so you get to smell good, have good skin, and healthy organs. Yay! <laughs> Package deal. Um, what did I just want to ask you? I um, yeah, I mean, I, I totally love your stuff, and also. Did you um did you come out with a baby blanket? We did. Yeah. Are you gonna guys that came out with a baby blanket? I think that's like the best baby gift you could give to someone. Do you still make them? We do. Yeah. I just and, remember uh, seeing an ad and it was the cutest thing. It was this little baby swaddled in a blanket and it's a and it's a lamb's blanket. Yeah. Um and we've made uh we have a model with little lambs on it, which are which which is of uh, course. a good model actually. Um <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I mean, so babies are uh, are in this phase of of growing, obviously, and so uh, the more you can reduce ex- external stressors, um, the the better um, for for, sure. for your uh, little one. And um, there has been studies associating a higher uh, rate of autism um, as well as hyperactivities in kids that are exposed to more wireless radiation than not. Um, mm-hmm. We had. Um, Actually, our clients are dictating, I mean, science and our clients are dictating which um, products we're prioritizing. So the way we built uh, LAMS originally was by looking at which organs are most impacted. Yeah. Uh, and that's how we, we kind of prioritize our product line. And then um, we have our clients um, emailing us all the time asking for products. And so uh, we're always keeping track of this and when and and, and prioritizing our product development based on uh, what people care about. And obviously babies was something that, um, that came up quite a while. Sure. Quite a, quite yeah, a you, know, you, need, you need little baby beanies now too. <laughs> we do, we do. Little uh, baby beanies for their heads. <laughs> um, but yeah, trying to prioritize product development based off, uh, where, uh, can, where can we help people get the maximum amount of benefits? Right. And, um, and yeah. yeah, and, uh, sorry. Yeah. No, that's okay. So, and you said you've done some research on your products and their, the impact on how people respond to them. Yes. Like with HRV and things like that. So, uh, exactly. And what's, what's been very interesting when, when doing this research was to see the immediate effect, uh, positive effects of wearing lamps. So, you obviously have um, this association with long-term diseases uh, from uh, exposure to virus radiation or polluants, et cetera, uh, cancer. Um, but we also found that wearing lamps by uh, helping your body being in this rest and digest uh, state uh, can have a, a wide range of positive effects which instantly are the same that you would have with uh, taking a ton of antioxidants. Um, sure. Just probably like earlier, like instead of fixing a problem, we're kind of trying to make the problem go away uh, beforehand. And so, yeah, no, it's further upstream. You're preventing the problem before it actually happens. Exactly. And so what we found is that by wearing lambs, heart rate viability goes up by an average of 18% uh, hmm. in the subject that, uh, that did our studies, which were male and female, anywhere between 18 and 65 years old, um, which uh, HRV is today the most uh, widely u- 
used uh, measure of our autonomous nervous response. And a wow. higher HRV is generally associated with a parasympathetic dominance versus a sympathetic dominance. So the higher your HRV compared to your baseline, it's very individual, like uh, women typically tend to have a lower baseline than men. That doesn't mean anything with <laughs> that no. doesn't mean that more or less into parasympathetic. It's just the way it is. Um, and so um, having a higher HRV compared to your baseline or compared to where you were before indicates that you're um, recovering better and that your parasympathetic nervous response or rest and digest is dominant. Um, so 18% increase uh, when wearing lamps compared to not, compared to not uh, which is very significant. Mm-hmm. Um, the what I'm seeing personally with regards to a good night of sleep versus a bad night of sleep or even alcohol intake or that kind of thing is usually within the realm of like 10 to 30 percent uh, variation so 20 percent is, is definitely out there um, and then on sleep as well so we have a ton of our customers um, myself included uh, who are using Oura Ring or Whoop uh, or these kind of devices to track their sleep yeah. and um, they notice a significant <laughs> <there you go. laughs> Uh, they notice a significant improvement in their sleep. Um, so sleep quality, um, the length that they spend in deep sleep, which is recovery uh, or even REM as well, um, which also makes sense, meaning that if you have a dominant parasympathetic nervous response, your body is fighting off less external stressors or internal stressors and, and uh, is able to sleep and recover better. Um, so sleep is a big one. And then uh, cognition. Um, a lot of our customers have reported uh, less brain fog, less migraines, and just generally uh, able to have um, to uh, be more cognizant. Um, yeah, be more productive. So are you seeing this because people are sleeping in their lambs or is it from wearing it during the day? So we, we've, we've seen for both, both, um, which is interesting. The, the, uh, the customers that have had the most drastic changes in their sleep are wearing it both during the day and during the night. Mm. Um, you need now, a blank, you need a big person blanket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's actually a fairly comfortable. If you take a size larger than what you are, uh, it makes for a very comfortable PJ. Uh, <laughs> okay. T- TMI, TMI alert. I don't sleep in pajamas, so I just. Fair enough. Uh, I, I need a blanket. <laughs> I need a big person yeah. blanket. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's it's definitely something that has been asked before. So uh, I'll bet. <laughs> I'll bet. Uh, but yeah, um, and it, it makes sense, right? Like the more, uh, the less you're exposing your body to external stressors, uh, and and the more time you're spending with as little exposure as possible, the better your body is going to be performing throughout the rest of the day um, as well. And including- sure. For sure. Okay. Um, and actually, you know, the other thing I wanted to mention earlier when you were talking about cars is one thing that I know that I've read about is that, you know, with the advent of the electric vehicles, never mind the driverless car. I mean, the driverless car is one thing, but even just electric vehicles, the amount of EMFs that people are being exposed to in these cars, like even now in my car, as you mentioned, keyless entry um, is wireless, right? Um, The radio, the phone, like all there's so these cars are really computers now, but when you're getting into a fully electric vehicle, like the amount of EMFs that you're going to be exposed to in that car is going to be, I mean, again, it's yet another exponential kind of 
exposure. And I think that to your point, we don't want to get rid of EVs because they're better. I mean, in some ways they're better for the environment. We could talk about the batteries, but we're not going to do that. Um, you know, we got <laughs> to sure. have some kind of solutions here, but you know, they definitely solve a problem, but you know, how interesting would it be that to explain, to show that for people spending time in these vehicles, wearing clothing that sh- at least shields their, their key organs their vital organs would be have some benefit to them. Yeah, for sure. And we are we're actually working closely with um, a few athlete coaches of Olympians, and um, and one of the advice that they give their athletes is, um, yeah, um, if you have an electric vehicle, um, wear an AMS or uh, don't have one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And and full disclosure here, uh, it's not because it's going to kill you if you uh, drive into an electric vehicle without. No. Um, um, but for athletes, especially, the um, studies have shown that testosterone production is impacted as well, uh, which is very important for performance for male athletes. Um, and generally speaking, it's very important for athletes to be in this parathympathetic dominance when mm-hmm. they're not training, because that means a better recovery. And yeah. And recovery is is essentially all that they're focusing on when they're not training, because that means that they can push harder the next time and get exactly. More um, so that's why there is so much emphasis on, on for athletes to be wearing lamps when not training is because it cre- it, it it's an additional edge for them, which yeah. again yeah. for a normal person uh, is is not as important in, in everyday's performance. Um, than for someone who's yeah, I mean, it depends where your sensibilities lie, right? I mean, when you were in the world of of um, when we're in the longevity space, which is a space that I'm in, and we're looking to, we're saying, okay, I want to live a lot longer than one might have expected previously, and not only do I want to live longer, but I want to. In those later years, I want to be performing really well. I want my brain to be working. I want my legs. I want all of me to be working because if I'm going to be, you know, 120 years old, like a little blob in a wheelchair, that actually doesn't appeal to me that much. So we're talking about the long game here, right? So obviously it's not that driving an electric vehicle without protective gear on is going to kill you today or even next week, next month or whenever, but it's, it's, it's what we were talking about before is how much of these, these chronic stressors can you mitigate without actually putting in a lot of effort yeah. Um, yeah. or really changing your behavior that much so that you can still enjoy all this technology and all of these new things without necessarily exposing yourself to more risk. 100%. And to be frank, I, I, I look up a lot to athletes and I think like a lot of what they're doing makes sense to integrate in every day in our in our daily lives oftentimes it's it's fairly hard to have the same routine as someone whose job it is to do this yeah no exactly uh, we can take that they're actually doing that that we can that we can translate into our lifestyles of normal people yeah. uh the the generally the better uh the better it is for us there are exceptions but um yeah. in this case uh wearing lenses is, is probably a fairly easy one to integrate <laughs> for sure okay well um i think we've covered a lot of ground is there anything we left out do you think arthur um <laughs> is there no, anything else you'd like to say <laughs> well um i think 
probably the the one thing that I would uh, that I would love to emphasize on again is the compounding effect, um, mm -hmm. which is uh, to me a key element of of health, which is um, the more um, factors you can mitigate or the more factors you can work on, uh, and the earlier you do it, um, and, and the more consistent you are with them, the better you're going to reap the benefits. And so it's not all about EMF, um, protection, but it's also about generally having a healthy lifestyle, uh, eating healthy, um, and yeah. etc. And all of these are important pieces of the puzzle. So, mm -hmm. um, don't go about and uh i i don't think going about and wearing lamps and then eating mcdonald's every day uh no. <laughs> is, is the way to do it uh just like I, th I don't think uh eating healthy uh but never exercising sleeping mm -hmm. towards the night and uh and not wearing lamps is is also is also not great um so um having a balanced approach and looking at all the pieces of the puzzle is is to me super important that doesn't mean that you need to go overboard with everything um but if you're able to check um i, I love the 80 20 principle which is like yeah uh, you can do 20 percent of the work on 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 all of those and you're going to reap a lot more benefits than if you're going all in 110 percent just on on one of these factors um so yeah that's that's probably my my take on on having a balanced approach to health without becoming, uh, without, you know, um, being, being too stressed out about, uh, exactly. <laughs> Why are you so sick? Well, I'm really stressed about not being sick, about not being healthy. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, there's definitely a fine line and, um, you know, and integrating stuff into your clothing if, if you can. And at least, you know, as we talked about before, I mean, for some people, it's going to mean wearing their lambs every day. For some people like me, I'm really I every time I'm on a plane, this is like my body armor, right? Like I'm and I was talking to Crystal. I'm like, when's the hoodie coming out? I need a hoodie. <laughs> We're working on it. Yeah, I'm sure you are. What's interesting when you're when you're still um, a moderately small company compared to the sure. of the world um, is that uh, we're very focused on on creating amazing products uh, and that look good and feel good and and that actually takes a lot of time. Yeah. Um, on the bright side, though, uh, when we do come up uh, come up with products, joy uh, that means that we've uh, taken the time to make them amazing. So. <laughs> Absolutely. No, and I respect that. I'm just encouraging. That's all. Okay. Well, I know that we have a discount code, like a promo code for people who are listening to this podcast. I don't have it with me right now. So we'll flash it on the screen at the end of the podcast and I'll talk about it in the intro and it'll be in the show notes. So guys, Arthur was very kind to extend a great deal to you if you decide you want to get your hands on some lambs. And I know that you're always coming out with new things. Like you've got that beautiful new red, the mineral red color that just came out. There's a long sleeve shirt that came out that I'm waiting for because, you know, when it's snowing outside, the short sleeve shirt's not really going to cut it for me. <laughs> so you've always got great new innovative things, the baby blankets. There's a new baby in your world. That could be a really great gift. So thank you. Uh, thank you so much, Arthur, for taking the time to talk to me today. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for um, allowing us to speak to your, uh, to your listeners as well. And, uh, for anyone who uh, is interested in learning more, um, whether it is about the science, uh, we are uh, constantly updating our uh, website for more information uh, and more education about the underlying science. So you can dive a lot deeper than, than what I just 
the uh, did on, on on this call um or the technology or uh, to check out our products so just head out to getlamps.com yeah and, um and you'll be able to, to find a lot more information amazing and you're on instagram as well right also get lambs yeah um, uh, we're on all platforms uh, at get lambs um and our website is getlamps.com okay i have one last question for you yeah sure. why lambs it's just the closing question i have a bad habit of like keeping podcasts going after i say goodbye but why lambs yeah um so when we first started working on the technology itself the main question that we're getting and to be frank based on the first prototype um it was a valid question was like how is it gonna feel (laughs) is it gonna be you use the word body armor uh before which most body armors are not really comfortable. No. <laughs> so, um, when we uh, when we were looking for our brand name, we wanted something that was emphasizing the comfort aspect of the protection. And uh, lambs actually have this wool that is protecting them from from the cold, right. but in a very comfortable manner. And that was uh, for us very important to outline the fact that we went through literally hundreds of prototypes of the fabric before settling on what is today our proprietary uh, technology in order to make it uh, super comfortable for daily wear. And uh, well, if you're going to put it on as underwear, it better be comfortable. Gotcha. (laughs) All right. Okay. Well, that's a great answer. Thank you so much. (laughs) Okay, Arthur. Thank you again. Thanks, Natalie. Have a good one. You too. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that's what helps us to be heard and to be seen. If you'd like to connect with me directly or if you'd like to leave any comments or if you have any questions about this episode, please reach out to me directly through my website, mattnidham.com. And of course, if you're not already a member of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Community on Facebook, that's where you'll find me every day. It's a short application. Just answer a couple of questions and you're in and interfacing with other amazing biohackers. Thanks again. And we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode.